1: Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. It is a nice enough Wednesday here in New York City. How you doing, Claudia?
0: What up, Toasters? Happy hump day! A favorite day here at the Morning Toast. I'm not feeling really humpy yet. Maybe it's just because I just changed my duvet cover and I have underboob sweat. Maybe later in the day I'll start to feel like humping someone and I'll talk to Theo. But for now, I don't know, hump days just aren't the same, you know, in quarantine.
1: No, they're definitely not the same for me now that I'm not spending them with Theo. It's so upsetting. That's what I'm trying to say. He's the king of hump day.
0: He is. And he just, he wanted me to relate to you because he's like busy and, and to all the toasters that, you know, I know that today is not the day we thought it was going to be. Um, this is like our seventh hump day in a row, not being together as a community. And Theo just wanted everyone to know that he is here for us. He's offering free um, guidance counselor sessions. Um, via Tilla Health. So if anybody's looking for an appointment with Theo, um, you can contact his assistant directly, and he's more than happy to help.
1: I heard he's also singing um, with some of his medical friends a video um, of them singing Imagine is going around just to help inspire people.
0: Um, as Theo's in-house PR rep, I can confirm that those rumors are 100% not true. Um, and oh, wow. Theo hasn't heard of this video. Um, he does not know anything about this video, and this is actually the first we're hearing of it.
1: He's. It's a narrative he wishes to be excluded from, one he never asked to be a part of. Very much so. Thank you for
0: your time, I understand.
1: Okay, wow. I'm so glad that we cleared that up on Theo's behalf.
0: Yes. Um, I have really nothing new to tell everyone, except for that I watched a whole other season of RuPaul's Drag Race, and I'm not sure if anyone wants to hear about it. But I have a lot of thoughts on season six, because the first episode started, and I thought it was a joke, because these girls were just unfortunately nothing of the sort and I thought it was like a joke but then it ended up not being now I started season seven which is Violet Chachki, Trixie Mattel and like every girl on the first day could be a winner so it's weird how the seasons like are either consisting of girls who are nothing of the sort or who are something of the sort.
1: Interesting well at least it's a fair playing field Yeah, it's
0: really just really enhanced my life in such a fabulous way. And I'm so glad that I have this. And I find myself, I know I keep saying this, but I'm really like being like, so rude. You know, when I talk, I'm just so theatrical. And I keep saying like, yes, work, work. So I'm just really turning into RuPaul. Don't mind me.
1: Love that. Um, I'm turning into the Unabomber because I started watching last night Manhunt Unabomber because a lot of people suggested that after Waco I might like it. And while the show isn't done as well as Waco was done, and the way that it's formatted is kind of annoying, uh, it's another story, another major story that I weirdly did not know about. I've heard of the term Unabomber, but like I thought it was someone who had a bomb in his underwear. Like I had no clue what it actually was, and I realized it's because all of these things happen. All of these things happen. Happened when I was alive, but like too young to be participating. It was like in the 90s, so I was probably five. Um, but then, you know, I was too old to have learned about it in my textbooks. So this chapter of American history in like the 90s is just lost on me. So I have so much catching up to do. And if anybody has any other suggestions of shows similar to Waco or Manhunt that I would like, please recommend them. I'm just loving a historical miniseries. That is my new favorite thing, like a limited series about something that's true and a well-done story like Chernobyl. You know, I made Snitch watch Chernobyl, and if you haven't watched Chernobyl yet, you absolutely must. So that's no. kind of the journey I'm going down. Um, I haven't finished uh, Unabomber yet, but they got the guy, and it's about to get good. So well, payoff really is coming today.
0: It really disrupted my TV um, schedule when I had to go back to Input 2 to watch Cable, Vanderpump Rolls. and I wish I could say that it was worth it, like it wasn't even worth it.
1: No, it was so weird for me to be like really learning so much about American history and then be like, oh my God, a Sir Softball game. Yeah, it was at best
0: a week episode and just now that I'm choosing my content in terms of like, I have so much more time and I'm really investing in my content and now I'm finding things that are really um, like enhancing my life. Just to go back to cable sometimes is, it's really like a challenge,
1: yeah, no, it was, it was challenging last night, but I think Tuesday nights are always the hardest because we go back to cable for one show, whereas for the rest of the week, like, we go back for Beverly Hills, Kardashians, Real Housewives of New York, like, it becomes more worth it. So, also, last night's episode did have its moments, so I'm excited to talk about it. It wasn't all just, like, Sir Softball game nonsense.
0: No, 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 it wasn't, but it was an hour for, like, four minutes of shit that I wanted to see.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? It was good for me because I needed to switch gears in my mind because I couldn't have fallen asleep after just like just getting to the cabin because I was already like, you know, just too much going on in my head. And if you haven't watched Waco yet, make sure you watch it. Everyone's watching Waco now. It's all anyone's talking about. I have to believe that it just got to Netflix and that's why we're all watching it. Um, and it's, it's just so good. It's just, I actually think that you should watch it.
0: I'm so like in another place in my life, like maybe down the road, I could get to a headspace where I would watch it, but I'm just in this this drag place where I literally cannot watch anything else.
1: But it's the craziest story that you've never heard. No, I knew about it. Actually. So what, do you know what happens? Do you know what happens? I do. Okay, well, I don't want to spoil it because it's better when you watch it and you have no fucking clue what's going to happen because then you're so Yes, shook. it is. Shook to the core. Um,
0: we have a lot to do today. We have Deer Toasters, which is our advice segment. If you ever want to write in, you can always email us deartoasters at gmail.com. We're going to re- recap Vanderpump Rules and then of course deliver the Fast Five stories. So I think that it m- might be time.
1: I think that it's time to jump right in because again, like this is three days in a row now where we have some real stories for you guys. So without Love it. further ado, it is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast.
0: And that's true, Jackie, but I just, I have one thing to say, and it's really been bothering me, and I would like to get it off my chest. Today's Thank episode you. is brought to you by Cherry, the latest, honest, uninfluenced, real beauty reviews. Cherry is a new beauty app for, for beauty, skincare, and wellness enthusiasts to freely share their insights, opinions, and personal stories in an honest and thoughtful forum. Cherry features everything you need to know about products and practices from every corner of the beauty, skincare, and wellness universe in an honest, straightforward, and unbiased way. Cherry is devoted to showcasing product reviews created entirely by people with honest, uninfluenced opinions. This means that users will always get the truth about products and treatments, whether consumers like them or not. And they just launched a $100,000 Future Beauty Fund to support the LA beauty community. They are committing $100,000 to local beauty service business businesses and professionals in Los Angeles impacted by the effects of COVID-19. 10 beauty service businesses nominated and voted for by you will receive $5,000 from Cherry. Additionally, 50 beauty professionals will be paid to create original content on the Cherry app, sharing their talent, expertise, and best advice for the beauty, beauty community. Download that in the Apple App Store or visit cherry.com, C-H-E-R-I-E.com today to nominate and vote for your favorite beauty service businesses like hair salons, nail shops, facial spots, anything that has been impacted by COVID-19 winners will receive $5,000 from Cherry to support the future of their business. That's cherry.com, C-H-E-R-I-E, or you
1: can download it from the Apple app store. Nice. Okay. First story. Gigi Hadid and Zane Malik are having a baby. Gigi Hadid is pregnant, and the dad-to-be is her on-again, off-again boyfriend, Zane Malik. TMZ has learned. This is a TMZ-exclusive. Family sources for the couple tell them that Gigi is 20 weeks along. It's unclear if they know the sex of the baby yet, but both of their families are very excited. The supermodel shared some celebratory photos with the former One Direction singer this past weekend, but they weren't baby-related. They were birthday pictures. Uh, her sister, Bella, was also in the pictures, and she's Said that she had the sweetest day celebrating her 25th birthday with her quarantine family. So they're all in the queue together in Pennsylvania. I think it's Yolanda's farm there. It's a farm chemin' and vibe. Like I'm so here for it and a pregnancy vibe. And I'm fucking shook. I mean, I'm shook
0: because at first I was like, "There's no way that this is true." So I was thinking of, I was gonna, you know, embark on a battle as to find the truth, like what's actually going on. But then after being so widely reported, not as rumor but as fact. I think we pretty much confirmed that it is true. So now that I know that, I am just like wrapping my mind around this whole thing. I think it's so crazy. Like, obviously it's wonderful. A baby's always a blessing, but it's just so crazy. It's so unexpected. They're so on and off. Um, Gigi's at like the height of her modeling career. Like you wouldn't expect her just to get pregnant,
1: but she did and it's, it's crazy. I know I'm actually really excited for them because they're they are so on and off again. But I feel like this sort of thing makes them on forever. And I ship these two like I think they're OTP. And I'm excited for their future little family. Oh, I don't know if I ship them OTP like I you don't think you don't think that they're OTP that like no matter who the other one dates, they're always just going to come back to each other.
0: No, I never got that vibe. Also, like, it's hard for me to report on these stories, like reading blinds, like thinking what I think about them. But then also, you never know what the blinds are saying. But the blinds are that, you know, he's, you know, very toxic, has a lot of substance abuse problems, like, so I, and that he's very controlling. So when I think of my brain in the blinds, I'm like, oh, no, you know, maybe it's not so good. But then like what I see on Instagram, it's all very sweet, the Met Gala, like, it's all nice and good. So I don't know. I really don't know what to think.
1: I think happy thoughts and also like maybe this will be the thing that makes them together forever like we're not going to go do other things with other people anymore. Yeah. This could be the I'm, glue that holds them together. I don't
0: know who I thought Gigi's OTP was because it definitely was not Joe Jonas. Um honestly part of me really believed it was Cody Simpson because they just looked so much alike and they were going to become this Australian power couple. But I don't know. I never I never gave thought to, to as to who was her one true pair, but Um, I just never, I never just, I I don't know. I thought Zayn was like a phase for her.
1: No, he's her one true pair. And it's just like Bella and the weekend, you know, they, they can't quit each other. Yeah. Bella and the weekend. Don't give me as toxic a vibe. Yeah, but they don't give me as OTP a vibe. Like, I just feel like Gigi and Zane are so, like, obsessed with each other, meant to be. Obviously, they have obstacles and hurdles and whatever challenges that you're suggesting. But they're going to get through them together because that's what OTPs do. I guess. I don't know. I'm not feeling, like, this honeymoon vibe that you're feeling. I just i am shocked. They're just, like – yeah, I know I, this is really shocking and really crazy. And obviously it's a rumor still because she hasn't confirmed it. So it's kind of like Sophie Turner where it's just like being reported as fact. It's shocking to the core, except Honestly, sh- more shocking this
0: time. The two like marrying um, couples, whereas Joe and Gigi used to date. And then it was like so toxic because she loved him for Zayn. And then like he was all butthurt on Instagram, like posting about it. Like I'm kind of living that like these things are happening parallel to each other.
1: Yeah, me too. And like, who knows, maybe they'll live in the same town and their kids will go to school together and then like date or be friends. That would be so crazy. I mean, it
0: it reminds me of Kylie a lot because I think a lot of people are thinking like Gigi Hadid, like height of her career, biggest supermodel in the world, like getting pregnant is not really like a part of that plan. But I think at some point it's just like, you've made all the money you can like, it's only so much money you can make. And there's only so many campaigns you could do where it's like, you want to do something different? And uh, being a mother is definitely different.
1: For sure, and I think Gigi is really family-oriented. Like, I think she's obsessed with her family. I could see if, like, this is exactly what she wants. Um, And she is the biggest model of the world. I don't think there's anything that she hasn't done or anything she's, like, trying to – Like, she's – I think it gives you that sort of perspective when you're on top looking down, and you're just like, what do I want out of life? What makes me happy? My family. My man. Let's make a family with my man. Yeah, no, it's literally
0: like the Kylie syndrome.
1: Yeah, except Kylie was 19 – Oh, so much younger, but Kylie was
0: also, like, a billionaire. Well, not back then, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but it's
1: not about money.
0: Well, it's it's definitely about money. I think a lot of people plan their lives around, like, excuse me, a lot of people plan, like, when they're going to start a family is based on, like, financials is, like, a huge part of that. When you don't have to think about it, it's, like, sure, whatever.
1: Yeah, but I think Kylie was another one who just really, who, like, always dreamed of being a mom, you know? that's what she said in that YouTube video that she, um, like put
0: together and her, all of her friends were like, Kylie's always wanted to be a mom as someone who's followed her. Like I never knew that, but of course I don't know her personally.
1: Yeah. I just, I think that it's true because I don't think, I don't think anyone could make that up. Like it's, you're already a mom. Like you don't need to justify it by saying you always wanted to be a mom, you know?
0: Can you hang tight for one second? My feet are so cold. I'm just going to get a pair of socks right here. 10 seconds. You can sing
1: for everyone. Oh. No, I'll just get into the next story. Because it's a, it's a great segue. It's a little more bebe news centered around a Gigi because Shaz of Sunset, Sunset Star Golnesa gives birth to a bebe boy. Congratulations are in order. The Shaz of Sunset Star gave birth to her first child, a son named Eliza Javad Gar. Uh, how do you pronounce her last name? G. Gee, on Monday night, her rep confirmed to Page Six on Tuesday, Elijah arrived at 8.50 p.m. weighing in at 6.5 pounds and measuring 19.5 inches. Page Six can exclusively reveal that her sister, Layla, was with her at the hospital. Her rep said everyone is doing great and Glenessa is beyond excited to be a mom and start this new adventure.
0: So I caught up on Shah's um, last weekend, and so I think a lot of people, I was reading stuff in the toasters, people were very confused because – She's not really, like, so – like, the Shahs. people are interesting because people watch them on TV, but they don't really keep up with their lives, like, offline um, mm-hmm. unless there's, like, major drama. So a lot of people were confused because in most – the most recent episodes of Shaz, um, Gigi had miscarried, and then she had had an ectopic pregnancy where they had to remove one of her fallopian tubes so she could never get pregnant naturally. Um, ever again in her life. And a lot of people didn't know she was pregnant. I was seeing like some of my friends who watch the show and love the show, they're like, wait, she's pregnant Um, because she did go through IVF, which it's now my understanding. I'm learning so much that it bypasses the fallopian tube. So you can get IVF if you don't have fallopian tubes. So I'm so happy for like this journey was so sad like I knew that she was pregnant starting the season and I knew that she was going to document the journey so when she got pregnant this season I just assumed it was a pregnancy I was seeing on Instagram but I didn't know she experienced a miscarriage and like it was just so sad and I I've had my fair share problems with Loch Nessa over the years in terms of the show but to me like her now wanting to get pregnant and just like growing up so much like not really involving herself a little bit with the mj stuff but i don't know i just i really am seeing and every year um different housewives different reality stars are like renewed versions of themselves and they're it's a lie but i actually feel like loch Nessa is no more hopefully
1: yeah i would agree with all of that she's really grown up i'm so happy for her this is something that she's wanted for a long time and she manifested and it's here and the Bebe, he's here and he's beautiful
0: Yeah, and she just, like, wanted a baby and, like, went out and did everything she could to get one. Like, I just think that's so impressive. And to die, that's what I love about the Shah is, like, they really open up and bleed out for the show. Like, not because they're thirsty, but because they genuinely, like, want to share their culture, their experience, their fertility struggles with the audience. And I just think that, like, that show is stellar. And I'm all caught up. And I'm so conflicted. Like, I... There's a little bit more to what MJ did, but it's not even close to deserving of the response that it got from everyone but particularly from reza and reza like before three episodes ago i was about to be completely finished with him like he was so not self-aware acting a fool but he he came back down to earth and he was really just trying to defend his husband and like i respect that even though his husband is the worst character on the show they need to retweet break up. retweet
1: they to break retweet up. they
0: are not good for each other they are not good for each other and this whole thing is adam's fault and then adam like runs away and he's not even a main character it's just and Reza's is like acting a mess just because he's defending his husband which you and i would both do like i totally respect that but he made it's just awful like and and i'm a little over destiny like my, my things are really changing but the only thing not changing is that nema absolutely has to go but he did one good thing he, he's like a content strategist. I don't know what he does, but one of his clients for his fake business was Boots and Brews, a country music festival in LA. And he made all the, the crew like dress up and they're like these Persian, like 40 year olds dressed up as cowgirls going to a festival, like eating mac and cheese and ribs. Like it was so funny. Like them in that setting was pure reality TV gold and Reza brought, I mean, Nima brought them there. So for that, I'll allow it. But like him talking about his struggles with his mom and the letter, like, I don't care. And I know that's so rude, but like, I don't know you. I, I
1: barely know you. I don't want to know about this letter your mom wrote you when she split you and your sister up, like the parent trap. It's, it's so hard to care about like new reality stars. Like it's just this, this interesting formula of like enough time, but not too much time. Cause I do want to know some stuff about you in order to give two shits about you, but like just be Garcelle or go home.
0: Yeah. Or be Leah McSweeney. Like I know nothing about Leah McSweeney, but like when she goes deep, like I'm kind of into it. Same with Garcelle talking about like her husband, like that's interesting. Your mom dropping you off at a nunnery, Leah McSweeney. That's interesting.
1: So I randomly that you brought her up, I was reading yesterday about the article that she wrote for uh, about the women's March. Um, I, first I read like a post article about like recapping the article. And then I was like, let me read her actual work. Like I know that she's a writer. Um, it's so crazy. You should read it. No. Like, that is so impressive of her. And it's crazy that she was cast for Real Housewives of New York. And Andy didn't know that. That's, like, probably number first thing on her resume.
0: Right. Like, a list of accomplishments.
1: Yeah. Crazy I love stuff. That. Um, also, you just talking about, like, Boots and Barnes Festival, um, wow. like, literally gives me a pit in my stomach because that's all I want to be doing. Like, I am just, I'm broken.
0: And my time hop this week is last year's stagecoach, two years before that, our family trip to Turks and Caicos. Like every time I log on to time hop, I want to throw my phone at the years,
1: Three years before that stagecoach. So it's just like never ending. Oh my God. It's It's so upsetting. I miss fun so much. I'm wearing my surf laws sweatshirt, just like an honorary fun memento of the times that we had at the surf.
0: I remember when you overpaid for that sweatshirt, but it was so worth it.
1: Well, no, so this is, I overpaid for two Surflown sweatshirts. This one was worth it because it's actually cool. The other one that I got is hideous, except that it, until I pulled this one out from the back of my closet, it was the only zip up that I had. We need to make a zip up because sometimes you don't want to put agree. something over your head. I agree. Next drop. Okay. Next drop, we're making a zip up. Like, I don't always want to put something over my face, over my fudge. No, and I, I was wearing like a sport, like in the queue, I'm, I'm experimenting with different styles. So I was wearing a sports bra and this oversized sweater, like I thought I was Ariana Grande in the queue. And I just feel like that's an aesthetic that, that we should elaborate and on. And it's hard for me because like when I
0: drink, when I'm like just sitting on the couch drinking my first leaf wine, I really fluctuate temperature-wise. And to have to take a sweatshirt hoodie on and off and on and off, it's a lot. A zip up, oh, let me take it off. Maybe drag it down on my shoulders.
1: Oh, Show yeah, that's a, so um, Ari. Decretage. Hold on, hold on. This like isn't a real sports bra. Like if I go any further, like you'll. That's what we need. Tit- to see my. Yeah, tit. I'm wearing the same bra, Jackie. Soma. Okay. No, this is um Calvin Klein, but it's legit made of nothing.
0: Um. Well, just picture this, you guys. You're at home finishing a glass of wine, and just as you're about to pour another, it happens. The realization that you're all out and there's no backup bottle. We call that novenophobia, the fear of running out of wine. Thanks to First Leaf, we get personalized boxes of wine shipped right to our door. Here's how you can get the incredible wine without leaving the comfort of your own home. Start by taking a quiz to assess your wine drinking preferences, Then First Leaf will send six expertly picked bottles of wine to your house based on your answers. The cool part is that they use your ratings and feedback to refine your future shipments. So you just give a little thumbs up or thumbs down every time. First Leaf will take care of the rest. You can also choose what types of wine you want in your next box. They update their inventory every month, so you always have something new to try. Their subscriptions are super flexible, so you can choose when and how often to get shipments. First Leaf has 100% satisfaction guarantee, so if you receive a bottle that you aren't into, First Leaf will cover the cost. The idea of a wine subscription service is so genius, like on a normal, you know, everyday day. But being in quarantine, like I think the amount of times if I didn't have first sleep, I would have to go run out to the liquor store and it's essential business. Thank God. So they're still open, but just like not having to have that errand to run and just knowing that there's another bottle is so important to me.
1: Yes. Sign up today. I concur.
0: Sign up today to get six bottles of wine for only $29.95, plus free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash toast. That's six bottles of wine for only $29.95. At tryfirstleaf.com slash toast. Thank you, First Leaf, for sponsoring this episode and just for being everything we need in the queue.
1: 110%. Okay, next story. Um, I'm, like, so here for it. I just, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I'm just here for it because Nick Vile is slamming Madison Pruitt over like how she's behaving on social media, calling her a liar. Now, I guess he like went on a bit of a rant and I read this article and I'm just like here for someone speaking the truth. Not that I think Madison is a liar, not a liar, but someone just like knowing something and saying what's what they know, you know? So here's what, um, here's what Nick Vile said. He was discussing Madison Pruitt's recent claims that Peter Weber wanted to rekindle their relationship days before sparking romance rumors with Kelly Flanagan. Nick shared that she that Madison has a reputation of being, quote, a liar. He also alleged that fan theories calling out Madison for running her own fan account, which fans believe she used to depict herself in a positive light, are true. We all remember that when her account was commenting. Okay. So he said, we also, he said, quote, this is Nick's words. We also know Madison to be a bit of a liar. People want to forget. I know Madison wants to forget it, but her Instagram, it's a fact she did that. And listen, it is silly and trivial, and there's a logical explanation for it that, you know, she wanted people to like her. It's a totally relatable thing. He said... I'm more critical of that. And I know Madison thinks I don't like her. And I know people think I've been hard on Madison. I think she's just fine. I've even defended Madison. But if you're going to be righteous and you're going to be pious and you're going to be like, talk about your relationship with God and how you want to be an example to young women, blah, blah, blah. I hold you to a high standard. So don't be a liar. Don't be vain. I'm vain. I can be vain. Don't have your family use Bruce Pearl's house for your hometown and sell it as your own home when it's not your home. Before wrapping up, he added- Yep. Before wrapping up, he added, I don't like that. If you're going to be super pious, I've talked to producers, and they like Madison, but they also think she can be a little manipulative and a little bit of a liar. Oh, my God. The tea? I just burnt my Wait. lip. It's so hot. Wait. He also weighed in on that TikTok video, which fueled feud rumors between her and Kelly this month when um she posted that, you know, the makeup thing, and then they were like, where's Peter? With where's our, Kelly? Where's with Kelly? Right. And Nick said, every Bachelor goes through it where, like, especially the bottom three women on your season love to, like, they're starving for attention. He says, like, more than we do, by the way. You know, like, all these girls that popped up on Madison's Snapchat or TikTok, whatever the fuck she was doing, to get headlines, like, Peter's women throw shade to Peter. Like, it gets annoying, right? They have literally no connection to him whatsoever.
0: (laughs) So true. I mean, I think that Nick Vile has really cemented himself as a... Truth teller and a moral compass of the bachelor nation community. So, I have absolutely no choice but to believe everything he just said. And I agree. I mean, Madison has been pissing me off like since the day she left. And I defended her. Like, I thought Barb was an asshole. And I still do. But like, I just thought Madison handed herself with grace. And she really was just like pious, innocent, like really nice. But then just like something about the TikToks and now knowing that her house was fake, like, I can't and I shunned. Oh, and I went. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Nick Vile just like he holds up a mirror to Bachelor Nation. He's and because and it's because he's not like he doesn't pretend to be something that he's not. He's he's like been in everyone's shoes and and he sees what they're doing. And I really appreciate someone just telling us, okay, like Madison is like she's probably a nice girl, but like she's not as perfect. No one is that perfect, you know.
0: Right. And there's been so much mystery around this whole situation. Like everyone's speaking in such like weird, spooky ways. Like there's so much you don't know. We know more happened. Like, and so we're just supposed I fucking to assume, hate that shit. And we're just supposed to assume there's so much more that we don't know, but no one will tell us, but they'll just tell us that there's more that we don't know. It's so frustrating. So it really has been a confusing time for like Peter stans and Maddie stans because someone's fucking lying. And I think that unfortunately and I don't even like Peter like I hate to even defend him because he was the worst bachelor in history but Mm -hmm. I do think that Maddie is a little snaky
1: vibes yeah I don't like like Peter I didn't enjoy his season but I feel like at this point light off of him like he's just trying to enjoy his life and by the way if he is with Kelly now and she's everything of the sort like he figured his shit out he made it right with her and he's okay in my book great speaking of right um Speaking of all this, if you want more bachelor tea, head over to the Snatcher. She just dropped a new episode all about listen to your heart slash your snatch. It really, honestly, is so important to listen to your snatch sometimes, though.
0: And that's what I kind of have learned
1: about my body during the process of this quarantine. It's like, not
0: only is it so important to listen to your body, and every influencer I know taught me that, but it is more important than anything to listen to your snatch.
1: 1,000%. So did you wind up listening to your body yesterday and taking a nap? No. Oh, I meant to mention that in the beginning,
0: but I forgot. So I know everyone's been like waiting with bated breath. I woke up early yesterday. Just, to like, kind of.
1: Your, yeah. Your sleep schedule has just been, we're losing sleep over it.
0: Yeah. And I know everyone wants to know, like, did it work? I, were you up all night? No. I've been, going to, I've been going to bed at like one and laying there till three. Me and Ben went to bed at one and I passed the fuck out. And today, again, I woke up, I'm, I'm, I'm waking up an hour and a half before the show. I just think it's like what I need to like lay around before the show and to reset my body to get in this good groove. And I was so tired yesterday. Like literally, I got up to make dinner. My legs were trembling. Maybe that's because I haven't gotten out of bed in like two weeks. But I literally was like, Ben, give me water. I was being so dramatic in the kitchen. I'm like, Ben, I don't feel good. I think I'm going to fake it. He's like so done with me, by the way he is yeah well I got new sheets from Brooklyn and shout out I paid for them but they're really really good and I realized how like gray my white sheets were until I got new white ones and I put them on that's why it's like a little fucked up over there but um I asked him to help me with the duvet cover and he was like I have an 11 o'clock meeting I'm like so do I I have the toast and I'm like just if we do it together we could do it in four minutes but like I'll be doing it here for 15 minutes alone so like the first second I'm like grab this corner and he just like is not listening he's like grabbing some random corner I'm like this one
1: and uh, I lost it, and now we haven't spoken. I put the duvet cover on the bed two days ago. Um, and just, like, after doing everything that I've now learned to do in the queue, the duvet po- cover was a walk in the park. I'm dealing with clean stuff. Like, it's, yeah. like, comfortable – uh it just gives you a perspective you know but you know what my new cross to bear is in the cleaning realm and like this might sound gross but apparently it's a, like a thing my towels like don't smell good when they come out of the laundry anymore they smell and I was pelotoning yesterday I have like a stack of little washcloth towels for my face and they smell like gym clothes even though they're fresh and I looked it up and it's called smelly towel syndrome as one um As one cleaning blogger called it, and basically, like the towels, like because they're so absorbent, they soak up all of the like fabric softener and detergent, and then they don't rinse out. So I need to get like white wine vinegar and baking soda to um, relieve all my towels. So that's my chore today. So I
0: had a similar problem, but it wasn't with my towels. It was just like anytime I would wash something, I would open the washer door, and like it was just smelly vibes. And I used to have that problem. Yeah, it's just that your washing machine is smelly. Like you need to clean your washing machine so you have to run an empty cycle with white wine vinegar, which worked instantly. Now I'm having that problem with my dishwasher. I open up the dishwasher, it fucking smells. Why are all the appliances so problematic?
1: Oh my, well, it makes sense. They're wet and then dry and then wet and then moist. And, and then it's wet. like wet like food it's, in the dishwasher. It's disgusting. You know, the, I, well, I've had that issue with my laundry machine. I always suspect it's a smelling machine. I just like, I don't trust it. But my clothes don't smell, just my towels smell like, gym clothes so it's I'm gonna experiment That's with this I'm excited that it's only your towels well no it makes sense as this I actually have the page up here um the bloggers it's one good thing by Jilly uh she said it's because the towels like the way they absorb so much so they and, by, and I've been using too much fabric softener on my towels you're not supposed to use any fabric softener because um I was using it because I just was like "Ooh, I'll have soft towels but of no course. don't use it. Don't use any fabric softener because pretty much like the towels absorb all that. They don't get rid of it. And now it's holding on. And eventually like cleaning products, like soap turns to dirt when not washed out. So I'm just having like fabric softener. You can use it on everything else, but just not on your towels.
0: Oh my I literally did all my towels yesterday and I put in so much fabric softener shit.
1: Well, eventually you'll just have to do a load of white wine vinegar with your towels and then a load of baking soda on hot if it's bad. And I'll let you guys know if it works.
0: I also need new towels. Does anyone else treat their towels like shit? Like, my towels are literally disposable. Like, I throw them in the wash, and they change colors because I don't care, and then I get my makeup all over them, and then in, like, a year, I just get rid of it, and I get new ones.
1: Yeah. I was, like, thinking when I was reading this article, I was like, why don't people just get new towels when they start to smell like gym clothes? But I realize now it's, like, every single one of my towels, like, I would be towel-less.
0: Well, also, some people really invest in their towels. Like, they get plush, huge – like, no, mine are, like, camp-level piece-of-shit towels because I literally just – it's a cycle. Like, I just dispose of them. They're from Target.
1: Yeah. Also, I do have some like plush towels that are monogram that I got as wedding gifts, but I don't use them. Like, no, of course not. Can Those I, are decorative. My makeup on them. No, I, they're for my like real adult house, you know? Oh, like, yeah. In, oh, in my next I have, life.
0: I have so much shit that is like for my married house. And like, technically, I've been married for three years and I live in this house for three years. Don't care. I will not use like my KitchenAid, like, um, food processor, like, the bread maker thing. Like, that is for my house in the suburbs if I ever go.
1: Yeah. Like, those towels are for, ba- like, when I have a house with bathrooms that I don't use. So that way I'm not, like, but in my master bathroom, I will never be using, like, plush ass, like, monogram towels.
0: No. Like, what I do to my towels is absolutely disgusting. Like, you don't even want to know the places they go, the things that they see, and, like, the things that get wiped on them. So I can't, I don't understand people who have, like, fancy, like, cashmere towels.
1: Yeah. That they use like on the regular, like in their butt hole, oh, their legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm just kidding. I've actually like never done that move. Like oh, the. Me I think, I think the like, men that men do that. Yeah. To
0: get the gooch. It's my understanding. Yeah, yeah. It's, ben like that makes sense. Not, not to be like so gross, but when Ben gets out of the shower, he like always gets out of the shower. I'm laying in bed. He just like looks at me like I'm supposed to do something, and then I watch him dry off, and he like literally takes a towel and like shoves it like in between his junk like, he's like Burr! and that's how he gets it dry so he doesn't do the like the little air dry m- thing
1: understood well that's nice okay next story are so you ready i could share that are you ready kids i have Okay. Kendall Jenner is quarantine road tripping with NBA's Devin Booker. Kendall Jenner has a special quarantine pal, NBA superstar Devin Booker, and they just social distance in the back of his Maybach together for a quick quick road trip to Sedona. TMZ Sports has footage of the two of them during a quick bathroom break at a rest stop near the Arizona city. And it's not like they were trying to keep a low profile. Okay. So like one, this sounds like a dream, just going on a quarantine road trip to Sedona, which I thought was wine country, but I guess it's Arizona. I thought it was wine country, like in California. I think Sonoma, Sonoma.
0: It could be wine country, but just in Arizona. Maybe, I don't
1: know. I thought she but was with whatever. Ben Simmons. I thought so too, but I guess not. And you know what, now that I think about it, um, that was so, like, I can't remember the last time I heard something about them. Like, girls gotta live. Yeah, no, totally. I mean,
0: Kendall literally has like terrible taste in men, except for Harry Styles. But like some of the guys she dates, I just like don't I don't get it.
1: Yeah. Witnesses said that they looked like a couple during the stop, but sources close to Devin and Kendall insist they're just friends. One source puts it this way, quote, Kendall and friends have a small social circle amongst the group who have been following the same social distancing and physical distancing guidelines. Devin is a friend and is part of that small group. They took a road trip yeah. through some much needed air.
0: No, but, like, oh. this is, like, controversial, like, because necess- like, it's not really a necessary errand to, like, drive to Phoenix. Um, so it's, like, first people are reading this story, like, oh, look, new boyfriend. And then it's, like, wait, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Where are you going?
1: No, I don't, like, I'm sorry. I can't judge. If I had a car and an interesting place to go and I could get there, like, knowing that I could handle myself and just drive, um, I would be there in a flash. Totally. I wish I had a car. I mean, I don't like people are doing drive up graduations, drive up birthday parties. I think getting in a car and going somewhere is completely fine. Yeah, I agree. I think the car is safe. I think the car is safe too. Um, Also, he's one of the top players in the NBA. He's currently in the middle of a five year, one hundred and fifty eight million dollar contract with the Suns. So love that for her. Oh, even though TMZ. Oh, even though TMZ is saying like yes, Kendall does have her circle of friends and they're you know circling um I've never heard of this guy in the group before like he's no Faye.
0: no and also like I have a husband who knows everything about the NBA and I just know players because I've heard their name but I have never heard of this guy I don't know what he looks like but if you got a hundred million dollar contract like they don't just give those out in the NBA like he's obviously legit what's his name Devin Booker he sounds cute I literally have no idea like what he looks like I'm trying to picture
1: um well the pictures of them uh out and about are like not Great quality, but I'm really here for this. Like, I just, I'm, I'm glad she's finding love in the queue. Must oh my be. god, he's so hot. Okay, now I'm gonna look him up. Oh my god, wait, he's so cute. Wait, I'm
0: dead. I take back what I said about him. Cutie Patootie. Look at his smile. He has perfect teeth. You think those are veneers?
1: No. Oh, those. Oh, he's a teeth. major cutie. Wow,
0: 100 ml. okay oh, So
1: 158. 158 mil. Wait, so speaking you- of speaking of millions, Kylie has been in her new house, like TikToking around the house with Stas, just like you said she would. Yes, and I, like
0: I'm so happy. It's like she's putting out content because she wants us to know that she's in the new house because she's taking pictures and videos in the most recognizable parts of the house from the pictures that went around on our Instagram and on TMZ, like her. and And it looks like it's the furniture from the pictures. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, and I feel like maybe she's not totally moved in. Like, she might even just be going back and forth and stuff. But what a fun time to get a new swanky pad. And she looks so
0: sickening. That slow motion video that she put on her Instagram trying to sell Kylie Skins sunscreen, like, I was fucking hooked. Like, I literally have that sunscreen, and I wanted to buy it again. Her blonde hair is so beautiful. Like, she is living the life, and she's just, like, walking around creating TikToks. I just, I live for a culturally relevant Kylie queen.
1: I know. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Um, speaking of Kylie though, an interesting factoid, because we know that Stormy loves trolls. Do you know that they released trolls like uh, at home and it made more money in like the first few weeks than it did in five months in theaters, like the first one. I mean, so now. That, that like, makes a trolls lot of sense. Were-
0: <laughs> parents just need their kids to like shut the fuck up and they like put on trolls and the kids are quiet for two hours. Honestly. Yeah. It's it was very kind of the studio not to postpone because there are parents, I bet, who needed Trolls to come out.
1: No, even in the background of Kylie's uh, TikToks, like Trolls World Tour is up on the queue in her TV. That's
0: so cute. Like, what was the equivalent for us of like a franchise cartoon that we like
1: died for? Shrek? Oh, maybe. But we were, it would be younger than that. Honestly, it was like Barney. Yeah, Barney was the shit. Wait. So here's the stat: the troll sequel made more money in three weeks of digital release than the original did in five months in theaters. Wow. Did Which they give led give a NBC, uh, Not in my newsletter, but it led NBC Universal CEO Jeff Shell to say the direct release option could be a new business model for big budget films, even once the pandemic is over. That in turn caused AMC, the movie theater chain, to say that it won't play any Universal films in its theaters. So now there's,
0: like, beef. But you know what? I do see that definitely opening up as, like, a revenue stream. Maybe not for every film. Like, I don't think people want to watch scary movies at home. But I think there's probably a really interesting, um, like, business opportunity for kids' movies. Like, parents can't always get out and take their kids to the movies. And kids are just so fucking annoying. And they, like, always need stuff to do. So I actually think it could be great.
1: Yeah, I think that's really interesting, and I'm um, I'm I'm happy for the kids, and I'm happy for the parents. And this is actually a great segue into our fifth and final story. That's a little movie biz news. It's a little movie
0: biz
1: news. Yes, are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. You don't have anything that you want to say. No. Okay. Oscars will consider films that didn't play in theaters as part of new Academy rules. So the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has tweaked its Oscar eligibility rules in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. During a meeting on Tuesday, the Board of Governors approved a temporary hold on the requirement that a film needs a seven-day theatrical run in, commercial, in a commercial theater in Los Angeles County to qualify for the Oscars. What a lame rule to begin with. Yeah, like,
0: that's why the Irishman was like in theaters before it was on Netflix because they just yeah. wanted to get. An
1: This seems like it it needed to go anyway. Instead, films will be allowed to be released digitally without playing in theaters. However, that doesn't mean any movie premiering on a streaming service is eligible for Oscar gold. To be considered, the streamed film must have already had a planned theatrical release. The film must also be made available on the Academy Screening Room member-only streaming site within 60 days of the film's streaming or VOD release. They're still so backwards. Like, you still have to plan. Like, get with the
0: times. You know, this rule is obviously still in place, but for coronavirus, it can't be. So you need to have had something planned in theaters in order to be eligible, but there's no talk about moving forward if this rule is going to be eradicated because it's such an antiquated rule.
1: Yeah, seriously. And they're still trying to, like, make this rule happen. And it's like, it's 2020.
0: You know, because technically, like, To All the Boys I Loved Before is not nominated, not being able to be nominated for an Oscar. It's not eligible. And I just think that's fucked up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that, is that true? Like, are you, do you it just is a good movie. It's a good movie.
0: It wasn't released in theaters and it should be honestly some of the shit they nominate for Oscars to all the boys that love before is a perfect movie.
1: I, I would agree with that. Oh, by the way, an answer to your question, um, the studio revealed that Trolls World Tour took in $100 million in premium VOD rentals in its first three weeks of play in North America. That's crazy. Crazy. Now I want to watch it. I actually did see Trolls 1, so I might as well see like the good one. Yeah, no, kids' movies
0: that, like, kids love. Pixar is such, like, a brilliant company because they are really also made for adults. Like, me and Ben actually recently re- re-watched Shrek. When I was, like, a young child, I loved it. But it's actually, there's two shows going on. There's, like, the show for kids, and then there's, like, the double entendres that are actually for adults.
1: Yeah. Maybe I'll it's check great. it out. It's great. Um, should we recap Vanderpump Rules? Let's...
0: Well, the Vanderpump Rules Recap segment is brought to you by Naturium. Driven by the belief that high-end performance skincare should be and can be non-toxic, skin-compatible, and affordable, Naturium was born. Their mission is to create safe, clinically effective, biocompatible products that deliver visible results. All of their products range from just $16 to $25, yet they're as effective as formulas that are triple or, in some cases, 18 times the price. Naturium formulas utilize cutting-edge technology to harness the healing powers of ingredients found in nature. All their products... Proudly made in the USA, cruelty-free, paraben-free, gluten-free, non-toxic, fragrance-free, and dermatologist-tested. And Jackie and I have both been using many of the products from the the Naturium line for like three weeks now. I don't know. Time is so arbitrary and weird, but it's been a while.
1: It's been like seven weeks for me. I'm obsessed. Honestly, I was just saying this to you. My skin in the queue is like pop in. Um, And I think it's because of my new Notarium routine. I'm using the retinol products at night and then vitamin C products now in the morning after someone suggested that I do that. And then instead of switching off every day and their multi-peptide eye cream, like, is it just me or am I looking younger?
0: You're looking great. They believe it's impossible to achieve healthy, nourished skin with formulas that are unbalanced or incompatible. They only use ingredients that either directly benefit the skin's health or support the integrity of their formulations. They're offering a special promo code for all toasters to receive the free multi-peptide eye cream that Jackie was just talking about with any purchase of two items or more. So at naturium.com, add an eye cream to any purchase of two items or more. If you use the code TOAST, you'll receive the eye cream for no cost. So that's naturium, N-A-T-U-R-I-U-M.com. Get two items. Get a free eye cream with the code toast, T-O-A-S-T. Thank you, Naturium. Vanderpump rules. Um, so it was finally the four-week lead up um, came to a head with Stasi's engagement, and I was so grateful that they got engaged in the first 20 minutes, and they didn't wait till the end. Like, I was about to really get annoyed when I thought that they were going to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. It was so um, sweet.
0: Yeah, it was really cute. Like, Stassi really didn't know when she was like, shut the fuck up. That was really cute. And Bo was so cute. And it was really well planned. And I like when there's more than just, like, there's thought that goes into it. Like, the mausoleum, which is so Stassi. Like, I don't understand it, but it's so Stassi. And it was very, very sweet.
1: Yeah, and the party was really nice and there was also like it was all the OGs like getting together for like a real occasion and that's just like what I love to see. Lisa's house looked so pretty. My favorite part was when like Sassy was like so happy she just saw her family and Lisa was like I have a white dress for you like if you want to wear it and Sassy was like I feel great, you know? Yeah. Dasi was like
0: how everyone should be. Like she just didn't care about anything. She didn't even really care about the Carter stuff. She was just so elated and so happy. And it really was like lovely to see because we have been like on the journey for eight seasons of like all the boyfriends, Jacks. like it's really been quite tumultuous. Um, And just to see it kind of come full circle was really nice.
1: Yeah, it was really nice. I mean, they did sort of make the day about like Kristen and Carter drama, but I think that was just the show doing that. I'm sure for them it was like 0.5 seconds of their day um yeah but the, all the drama like really is so crazy I really am feeling for Kristen and I, I and I understand it's it's totally sassy saying whatever she wants like she should have but it must be just really sad to be in Kristen shoes right now. And just like the people that yeah. you've been through therefore, like through all the hardships of like the last 15 years of being single and, and figuring life out. And it's like, now you're all like hitting your stride and you can't even be there to celebrate. I don't know. I right? just like, what yeah. could she even do at this point to make it better? But then also, but then also she's like depressed. So she's calling her man to come and get her dogs. And it's like, if you really want to, to like, you need to choose now your friends work Carter which person which people are your future and like the fact that she keeps like it's about carter and she keeps going back to carter she's not helping herself
0: i know but i don't really agree with the the position she's being put in like she can want to be friends with her friends of 15 years and still be like a like, silly with Carter. Like, she's making the wrong choice for sure with Carter, but, like, I don't know why it has to be one or the other. And it was really sad. Like, honestly, Sheena being at Stasi's engagement was, like, so random. Like, they're really not friends. Sheena's part of this, like, new generation of Sir staff. She was at the softball game. So, like, just seeing her there was really kind of, like, a, a gut punch. And then, like, even Lala who I believe had fine intentions calling Kristen. Like, I'm sure Kristen didn't want to hear from this girl who's been around for three years um, and just, like, is rolling in as the girl who knew that Stassi was getting engaged. And Kristen's friend is Stassi's friend of 15 years and had no idea and found out on Instagram. Like, I understood why she was kind of being a bitch to Lala.
1: Yeah, no, but I don't think that's fair because Lala is very much, like, in their group of friends. It would be like if Brittany called Kristen. Brittany's been around for the same amount of time. But, like, they're all on, on the same page now of friendship. And as far as Sheena goes, yeah, her and Stassi, like, are not close but they have been like on they started like this show together they've given it their all i think they have mutual respect for one another and sheena deserved to be there even though she is like joining the younger generation she's still part of the og cast and i think it was very nice that she was included because you know how much that means to her and she's done nothing but like try and be cool with everyone um so i i did think that that was that was sweet
0: me too i i I, I, I feel for Sheena, like, especially with last week's episode. Like, I don't know what her motive is in any of this. Like, I don't know what she wants to get out of the show. But part of me, like, sees, like, these weirdly earnest moments with her. And, like, I, I, feel, I feel for her.
1: Yeah. I, me too. But I just thought the episode last night, at least for the OGs, was really sweet. Uh, as far as the softball game goes, I was so glad that Sir beat Tom Tom. Like, I was totally team star. I didn't even realize. Like, just Tom... And then even the other time when he's with the first time, they just are annoying. Like, I'm just annoying. Yeah.
0: And honestly, the Max. Poster, individually, I don't like live for every single girl, but like having like Dana, Sheena, Charlie, like all them together,
1: Raquel, like I was on their side. I was like, yes, get your pink socks and win. A hundred percent. Like, I really like Raquel. Even- Charlie is like funny and she has done nothing to upset me. Um, even Danica like is growing on me. Me too. And I love Dana, and the, uh, that's my team now. So I guess it's good. It's it's making me feel, like, loyal towards the new people as opposed to the old people. Yes. I was, like, trying to
0: explain to Ben, like, what was happening because he, like, didn't understand the show. He, like, has seen episodes, but now it's, like, a totally different show. And I'm, like, these are the new people. I'm, like, I didn't really like them, but, like, now I kind of like them. Like, I, I really do. I think Dana really was a great cast because she made me, like, give the new kids um, a shot to begin with because she was the only one who was toler- tolerable at first.
1: Totally. And also, oh, when all of the new kids were talking about how Stasi got engaged, it's like literally how the freshmen like talk about the seniors, like, oh my God, they're going to prom. Like it yeah. was, it's like, and anytime I feel, I feel like anytime something good happens for the, um, for the seniors, the freshmen get like so excited because they're like, oh, by senior year, like that will happen for us too. Yeah, that could be us. Yeah, like, even with the wine, they were talking about how the wine was so good. I'm sure it just, like, it makes them excited to be on the show and and all the possibilities yeah. that could happen for them if they stay the course.
0: So, it was, like, a boring episode, but not a bad episode. Like, some of the episodes recently have just felt so staged and overproduced mm-hmm. and just, like, not Pump Rules vibe at all. This one was good. Like, it, Katie was being funny at the softball game. That's exactly how I would have acted. I really am, like, happy about James because I know, once again, like, so many reality stars every season, like, it's a new mate, but now we're a year out, and we know that he's, like, almost a year sober, and I'm just really happy for him, and I feel like Katie, not where we're at in the show right now, but, like, a few months later, I remember her, like, posting about him on her her Instagram, like, saying she was proud of him, like, things do get better for everyone in James, and that much I'm looking forward to.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I'm very much looking forward to that. Also, this episode made me crave so many things about about real life. Like those salads at Villa Rosa, like all I want is a fresh salad. All I want. Oh my God. I'm like, my mouth is watering. But now I'm going to go to the grill. A little compressor mm. A little caprese. Oh my God. Lala's nails were sickening. A um, dress. Think, oh my God. She's just and everyone just like who was at I think what was nice about like the Villa Rosa thing it was like everyone it wasn't a obviously it was like they were filming whatever but it wasn't a production we're going to talk about this it was just everyone was existing being who they are in 2019 and everyone's in a really good place who was there and it was just a night it seemed like a nice place to be and when like Stassi and Bo were like walking towards the cliff and they were like this is the best day of my life I was just like so jealous of their happiness you know
0: You know, and just, like, their ability to be outside.
1: And their ability to be outside and, like, looking over um, a a beautiful Vista and talking about how they are going to have a Vista one day because, like, my Vista is just, like, not
0: My Vista is a back alley.
1: Yeah, yours actually really is. I know my
0: apartment looks into a back alley.
1: (laughs) My Vista is someone else's apartment. (laughs) That's nice, too. Mm. Okay,
0: let's jump into Dear Toaster's our advice segment where we talk about anything from quarantine stuff to wedding stuff, boyfriend stuff, whatever you need. We always keep it anonymous. You can email us deartoasters at gmail.com and here's our first one. Hey, Claudia and Jackie, I have a seriously bad situation right now. I'm 20 back at home right now for the quarantine. My mom went on my dad's phone in front of me and found a sugar daddy website where he had a profile there. There were no messages, but still, that was a whole thing. And because I was in the room with her, I'm now involved since it is very weird in the house now. They're working on their relationship and whatnot. One night after a few claws, I went on my dad's phone because he left it in the kitchen unattended. I decided to check his text and it was clear that I went on to Facebook messages and saw some shit I can never unsay. Basically I can see that he either for real in person cheated on my mom or he at least has been messaging other women, sending pictures, etc. My mom is a pee and doesn't deserve this, but if they were to fight about this now and I would be in the house while the fire burns. I also legit will not feel bad for my dad because he's been a piece of shit and is constantly commenting on my weight, how much I'm eating, what I'm, what I'm eating, what I'm drinking, etc. He means well, but he's incredibly ignorant. What the fuck should I do? Should I tell my mom and make my quarantine more dramatic or should I wait to tell her and show her the proof that I have? Your dad sounds like a fucking piece of work. I remember one time in my life, one time in my life. Daddy like mentioned something about my weight because I had like gained a lot of weight and like came out in a bikini at Grammy's house. That was like the bikini I wore when I was like literally 50 pounds lighter. And he was like, he he just was like, he was just like physically like shook by like the way that I like he was like, what? And I'm like, I never forgot it. It's fucking traumatizing. And I literally yelled at him so bad. So honestly, your dad, if he's doing it constantly and like you're so visibly upset, he sounds like an asshole.
1: Oh my God, that is so crazy. Uh, I think that you should tell your mom because she's gonna need support and to do it when she's alone after the queue. like you, you should be there for her. Like you need to step up as a daughter and yeah, it's messy and uncomfortable, but like your mom needs to know and she, she's a P-jump, she shouldn't have to like be alone. And I understand it's not on like the children to deal with this, but like you're an adult, you're 20 years old and your mom needs a girlfriend and you can be that girl for her.
0: What about the route of you taking the information to your
1: dad and saying, I'm gonna tell mom if you don't? Okay, but still, he tells mom in the queue, and then there's drama in the queue in the house, and it's weird in the house, and it's in the house weird. It's the same yeah. It's the same end, and you know what? You don't even – like, your dad doesn't even deserve that opportunity. Like, just fucking tell your mom. You don't have to be, like, sneaky Sally. Like, if you don't tell her, I'm going to, and she's in the other room. Like,
0: This is so interesting, though, because it's really um, shedding a light on – like, kids our age – who like have their own lives but went home for quarantine because their parents have like a bigger house they have a pool you want to be in the suburbs you want to get out of the city um and there's obviously so many benefits but there's also some real detractors and I don't know what the right call is like if like people when it comes to dear toasters people are writing and like really regretting going home
1: yeah I think ultimately the right choice is to go home because I think you know, the family drama and like the, you know, what I would imagine is like, who's going to clean up and everyone's on your case. And that's annoying, but like to have that space and a yard and a car is so great, like for your mental health. And I think being alone in a city in your apartment is just not it. So I think ultimately going home is the right choice for most people.
0: Yeah. Okay, next up. Dear Toasters. The other night, I got really drunk for the first time in a while. I started texting and FaceTiming with an old hookup who I hadn't seen or talked to for four years because I've been in a relationship. I love my boyfriend more than anything. I feel so guilty for talking to another guy behind his back, especially a guy you stuck up with. Am I making this into a bigger deal than it is? Is it normal to feel this guilty? Is this considered cheating? The FaceTime was less than five minutes and I don't even remember what we talked about. Help me feel better about the situation or tell me I'm a disgusting hoe who needs Jesus. Thank you.
1: That's like fucking crazy because she didn't say in the beginning, she's in a relationship. She just said she got drunk and called an ex. I
0: love my boyfriend. Like, mm, what? Very sly.
1: Here's the thing. Like, it's not cheating. Like, don't beat yourself up over it. But like, it's not good. Like, it's not great. If your man was doing that and you knew that like your boyfriend of four years was like getting drunk and calling an ex, like the, for the, that just like wouldn't make you feel good. I don't think you need to tell anyone or come clean, but like, try not to do it again.
0: Yeah, no, definitely don't do it again, but I would maybe suggest some internal reflection because given the fact that you got drunk and wanted to do this could be harmless, but it could mean something else. And also the way that you worded your thing to us, like, makes me think that your relationship is, like, not a priority.
1: But then she said she loves her boyfriend more than anything, Um, and so I just feel like there's a lie somewhere, a lie to yourself.
0: Drunk actions could be, you know, sober truths.
1: Drunk me can't get over you. That's it, and you know who the the only drink of Snitchell ten penny. I just feel like that. I mean, I just feel like you should like obviously like have a pit about this as you should, but it's not the biggest deal. But just like take some time to think on it and be like, what do I really want?
0: Yeah, or take some time to think like, why did I do this? Like, there's a reason for everything. Even if you're drunk, like you're still you. Yeah. Yeah. Some self-reflection would be good here. You got extra time in the queue. I would suggest some of that.
1: Yeah. Is she not queuing with her mans? That's what I was thinking. I, I, because I think otherwise, not. yeah. Interesting. In which case you're together for years. Why aren't you in the queue together? Right. I just think there's more here that you're not unpacking.
0: So I'm trying to open your suitcase and do for you.
1: Yeah. But just don't be afraid to just dig deep into your feelings and think about what you want. Now is the time. The cue is going to change things for people. I think people are realizing what life is about, you know?
0: Yep. 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 So
1: true. And so life, true. Life is what you make it. So let's make it rock. Let's. And let's make it rock with our third year toasters, which is a little bit of a long one. So stay with me.
0: Let me just take some water first. Hi, Claudia and Jackie. I'm a huge toaster, and I want to say thank you for helping me get through this treacherous time. I'm 23. My boyfriend's 25. We've been dating for six months. We were quarantined together up until a week ago. We live in D.C. We are both working from home until at least mid-May. Last week, my boyfriend told me that he wanted to go home. He lives in Montana, so we had to fly. Obviously, I was a little taken aback because I didn't want to be in my apartment alone for a month. I can't go home because my, doesn't, my mom doesn't want me risking picking it up during my flight and giving it to them, and I have a family that is high risk. I explained this to my boyfriend, and he didn't really get it. His parents chartered a private plane for him to get home, which is probably safer, but definitely not within most people's budgets. I semi-jokingly said that I would love to take a PJ. Who wouldn't? And he said I could come. When I brought it up later, though, he said he didn't think it was a good idea. I haven't met his parents yet. He said it would be too stressful for him to have... Me come back to Montana for a few weeks. I understand his reasoning, but these are unprecedented times. And while it might be awkward, it's better than being alone in my apartment for over a month. He left on Sunday and I can't stop crying every time I talk to him. He said, he keeps saying how happy he is to be home. And when I asked him when he would come back to DC, he said, there's no reason for me to be in DC. Um, What about me? he left on sunday oh i just said that does this guy care about me at all i thought he was a p john but i'm not so sure so sure now the fact that he just left me in the dust as soon as his parents sent him a private jet just hurts i just kind of feel abandoned and i don't think he gets why i'm so upset and sad i don't know if i'll be able to get over this and i just don't know what i can do or say to figure out if he really cares about me love you guys girl with no pj i just before i say anything before i say anything i would strongly encourage both this girl and us to try and make it work because if you can get a husband who has a access to a private jet that is just worth it's weight in gold. That's all
1: I'll say. Okay, totally. Did she say how long they were together? For how long they've been together for? Six months. Okay. So. It's a weird, it's a weird point. It's like, you're together long enough that you guys are going to quarantine together and enjoy being able to be together all the time. But it's like, you still haven't met his family enough to go home and live with them for a few weeks. And so on the one hand, when I'm reading this, I'm like, the quarantine is weird, unprecedented times. And you, if you have a private jet and you have a ranch in Montana, it sounds like you bring your girlfriend home with you and you, and you take these big steps forward because the quarantine is pushing you into those steps. But on the other hand, like relationships, especially new relationships, like are very delicate and bringing your new girlfriend home to meet your family and then essentially live with you guys for a few weeks is extreme. It's not something that I would do, but I feel like I could under, I understand completely why you kind of expected him to outreach his and be generous with that invitation. And, and I now- feel really badly that, that you're alone. Um, but I think it's so very, very overeager for him to invite you to come live with his family for a few weeks.
0: I'm gonna be harsh. I'm gonna be harsh because I'm reading this as a totally, you know, unbiased third-party perspective, just, like, reading in um, as to what's going on, and here's what it sounds like. It sounds like you were dating this guy for six months. It was all fine and good. You quarantined together, and I can, maybe he just was over it in the quarantine. Like, it sounds like he didn't want you to come because if you have a girlfriend you're crazy about, you not only don't want to be away from her, you want to progress. You want to bring you home to the the parents. So, I just feel like maybe he changed his mind in quarantine. Like, when you're dating someone, you're not used to spending, at the first six months, seven weeks with them. And, like, maybe he's over it. Maybe he's annoyed with you. Like, maybe he's just over you. Sorry.
1: Yeah, honestly, it could be – not that he's over you, but, like, he is was looking forward to a break. I feel like anyone at this point in quarantine, we're on week seven, if you've been with one person the entire time, like, you look forward to a break. Um, yeah, What's what's good counts. Um, so I wouldn't get so discouraged, and I don't think that it's he that do- he doesn't care about you at all. I do think though that in quarantine, like it, it's weird times. Like I'm hearing crazy stories about people who are meeting on Hinge and then they're quarantining together for a week at their parents' house. Like just it's it's crazy, and it, it makes you like want to be romantic and come up oh my god I have a private jet come on the jet come to the farm like it's crazy it's quarantine but it's also still real life so I understand if he's a bit more of a pragmatist about this but it's a bummer because you've probably just been living this like cute fantasy of like you and your man and it's just the two of you against the world and now he's like going to live this large life and if you can't even get a ride on the pj like it's a bummer I don't think it doesn't mean that he does I don't think it means that he doesn't care about you I don't think the relationship is as serious as you might want it to be because if he wanted that same serious relationship he would have he would have loved Love to take this opportunity to invite you. Like, um, cause you know, you'll never have this amount of time together with his family again, or maybe his family is just super old school and they would never let him like invite a girl that he's been dating for six months to come and live with them for a few weeks. So it's not so much about you. It is about the circumstances. I don't think that he's over you because of quarantine. I think he was like looking forward to this break, you know, switching it up, being with different people, but it is a bummer. Like, cause it seems like he's having a blast and you're not.
0: Yeah no I'm really sorry to be harsh but the vibe that I'm getting is just that he's over you and like quarantine was enough for him to just you learn a lot about someone and not everyone's meant to be together and like if I'm just like I just look at things as to how I would perceive it if it were happening to me and I'm like so self conscious and I have such a fear of rejection so I'm like oh you don't want to be with me like you obviously don't like me.
1: Oh, well, if it were me and I was with someone for a whole month that I've only been dating for six months, I would be so excited to be rid of them. I would rather (laughs) be alone in my small apartment than with them and their whole family that I've never met uh, for a few weeks in like a state I've never been to.
0: Thousand percent. But Montana does sound lovely this time of year.
1: Yeah, it does. And I've actually, I've been to Montana and it's quite beautiful.
0: Those are all of our dear toasters and that's our show. Anything else you want to say, Jax, before I let everyone go?
1: No, I think that's all she wrote. I've got lots of TV to catch up on, maybe start a book. Oh, Redhead's Book Club episode is shopping first Thursday of May. So I haven't started the book yet. It's In Five Years by Rebecca Searle. And if you're interested in joining a book club, now is the time. You have so much time to read the book and then we will drop the episode discussing it. I'm so excited.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennium Morning Show, where we go live Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast. Anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. wherever you listen to podcasts, find us. The Morning Toast, a five-star View about a beautiful setting and smart we are. We love you guys very much. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.